Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. President of the University of Pennsylvania has resigned. She will stay on as a professor of the law school. The chairman of the board has also walked away. And you'll still have some people saying that this is just a gross, gross event. Not because of what they said, but because it's chilling for free speech. I reject that premise, but I appreciate the concern probably sets me apart from some of my contemporaries. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. McGill is her name, Elizabeth McGill, resigning because of the backlash. Because when she was asked, does calling for the genocide of Jews uh, meet the UPenn requirements of harassment? And she said it depends on the context, just like they all did. Well, uh... I would consider it wrong. Is it allowed on your campus? Now, when the free speech conversation comes into play, and I don't mind that it comes into play, it would be one thing if we said that one could have a conversation about whether Hamas is right or wrong. And, of course, they're wrong. It should be a short conversation. But I'm in favor of bad ideas being talked about in in uh, the the town square, being brought up in the in the sphere of conversation, so they could be shown exactly how bad of a topic it is. Hamas is a terrorist organization. They have no claim uh, to 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 the land. They have no right to go about murdering uh, Israelis and others. They have no right to rape women. They have no right to burn babies alive, and they have to be destroyed in order for there to be any peace whatsoever. So if the conversation comes up, I believe that's how the conversation should be handled. That's a different concept than mobs walking around the campus screaming for genocide and trying to intimidate the Jews on that campus. These are different things. There is no other situation one could think of where the campus would allow this. If the KKK were having rallies on the University of Pennsylvania campus, the campus would be in uproar. Well, what is the difference between the people who want to get rid of anybody who isn't white and they want to get rid of everybody who's a Jew? What's the difference? Now let's leave it to them to try and make the argument for not why both things should be allowed to occur, which would be interesting, because we've already seen that they don't allow both things to occur. You couldn't have that KKK rally, and I understand why. 
but you're not allowed to use the wrong pronoun. On the Harvard campus, it is a mandated training that lets the students and, and, and others know that utilizing the wrong pronoun could be seen as violence. You can call for genocide, but I can't say he when you clearly have an Adam's apple. Well, that's a take. I mean, I mean, in a world of takes, that's a take. It's that these universities have already gone down the road of saying we don't allow this speech, that speech, the other speech. I believe there were 278 campuses that were polled about free speech and or it was 248, 248 campuses. And, uh, you know, who, who really favors free speech? Harvard came in 248th. University of Pennsylvania, 247th. They don't believe in free speech at all. They don't believe in it. Understand that none of the people who support DEI, none of the people who practice DEI, whether it be your local high school, whether it be your college, whether it be the state of Indiana that has a a DEI department, none of them believe in free speech. Zero. The claimed objective is not the reality. We've now seen enough of what the reality is, and the reality is pretty awful. It is to stop speech from happening. Now, if you said to me, Tony, we're going to allow people on a college campus to scream for the death of black people, I wouldn't want that. And I could understand a campus saying, yeah, we're not going to allow that. We don't allow you to go after a group of people and scream for their death. That's nuts. It's exactly what was allowed and, yes, defended by Claudine Gay of of, uh, Harvard, who's the president there, by Sally Kornbluth, the president of MIT, and by Elizabeth McGill, the president of the University of Pennsylvania. They, at least uh, in the cases of uh, Harvard and University of Pennsylvania, they apologize. They've amended their words. It was wrong to say this. I should have said that. So when people say, in trying to defend these presidents, that they didn't do anything wrong, they've already admitted they've done something wrong. The problem is their admission is so weak and so flimsy. What they're saying is, all right, I'm told that this is the way one handles crisis PR to get out of the problem. It cost McGill her job. Will it cost Claudine Gay her job? Now, that's the one to watch. Will it cost the Harvard president her job? You'll note, uh, you you didn't get to hear the show on, on Friday. I spoke with William Jacobson of Legal Insurrection. You can find it over at TonyKatz.com. And we talked about this issue with the presidents, and he noted um, uh, William Jacobson is a law professor at Cornell. Oh, man, he's like, he's like, look, I'm a tenured professor. They can't throw me out, and I'm fighting the fight, but these people are nuts. These people at Cornell are just as horrific as everywhere else, and, and, and that, is, that is correct. That is absolutely uh, correct. Uh, if you follow me on, on the Twitter, you'll see... Uh, the point that, that that's being made. But I talked to, to William Jacobson, and he said the thing that really struck him about the um, congressional hearing with these three presidents is how unimpressive they were. 
They were unimpressive. And that is an interesting commentary because it is now being discussed. It was discussed by this billionaire uh, who, who donates uh, to Harvard, uh, Bill Ackman, that Claudine Gay, who was a black woman, was a DEI hire. I said, as clear as day, I have absolutely no idea if that's true. But they started going through her, her CV, her curriculum veritae, right? Or what it is that she's actually done and accomplished to be able to be the president of Harvard. And you realize quickly that in a world where people publish constantly, people are engaged in pursuit of their craft constantly, she barely publishes at all. She has barely published at all. And now there's a conversation being brought forth by Christopher Rufo because you knew that the investigations would come that she, in some of her previous sightings, was cribbing Carol Swain. And you're like, Tony, I'm lost. Who in the world is Carol Swain? Well, she's a political scientist. She uh, is at, I think, Vanderbilt. She is a black woman, and she's on the political right. So there's a question of whether or not Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, was properly citing sources and utilizing sources, or was she just stealing from sources? I still don't think Harvard's going to get rid of her. But there's a story here that this has now unfurled. And you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube.